Hello, and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs continued their preparation for Sunday's AFC title game against the Cincinnati Bengals on Wednesday. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire, wide receiver Byron Pringle, tackle Orlando Brown, and linebacker Nick Bolton. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes, then CEH. Then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, you'll hear from Byron Pringle, Orlando Brown, and Nick Bolton. Here's Andy Reid. So the only person who didn't practice today was Tyron, but he's in the protocol, so um, doing very well. Uh, we'll just see how see how he does tomorrow, and um, you know, there's a chance if everything works out, then he'd be able to get back. Um, so we look forward to the challenge of playing Cincinnati. We know they're a heck of a football team. You know, Zach does a, a great job with that with the with the team. They play hard and aggressive. Um, uh, again, I look forward to playing here uh, at Arrowhead. Um, I know, and I know we'll be rocking. So, anyways, with that, uh, time's yours. Go first to Herbie T.O.P. Go to Herbie. It goes specific to injuries. Uh, how did uh, Rashad Fenton and also Daryl Williams look to you out there? And do you project them to probably be available for this week? Yeah, they did good today. Yeah, they, they moved around good. Let's go next to Adam Pleasure. Go to Adam. Do you know, uh, Pat and Kelsey were talking after the game about sort of improvising on that play right before the field goal late in the fourth quarter. We're just wondering how much freedom you give to your players to do things like that, to sort of improvise and, and sort of make up their own routes. And um, do you like that even when maybe it doesn't even work sometimes? You like seeing that creativity. And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah, they, you know, they know that at times there's things that they can do. And, um, you know, they're, they're normally right, Adam. So uh, that one that one worked out good. Okay, how often does that happen in a in a in a given game? And I'm not just talking about a, a route adjustment or something like that. I'm talking about where they sort of kind of go off on their on a, on a different page. Yeah, well, it's not. I mean, he was going in that direction anyway, so it was just how he got there. So that, right. that was a, um, you know, he, he did a he did a nice job. With, they both did a nice job with it. So it doesn't happen very often, but when when they do, they. Um, you know, they're, they're normally right with that type of thing. So they know, they know the plays and they know what they can get away with, with them and, and what they can. They're very good with that. Coach, it, w- it was a, a big storyline all year with Patrick Mahomes having to adjust to the too high. I know there were some early frustrations there and, and it seems like he's made it through. When did you start to see that turn and, and how, and, and what signs did maybe you see, okay, now I can feel like he, he's getting it there. Yeah. Well, listen, I, he has you know, he's done a good job with it. We were seeing a little bit more man beforehand when he was young. And now we're seeing zones um, with man mixed in. Uh, this group here, here does everything. So you, you can't go in and just go, all right, they're going to play shell and, and go with it. They've got a bunch of shell coverages. They've got single safety middle coverage, a handful of zone ones and a handful of man ones. So, um, and that's really, <clears throat> if you really, looked at that's when mixing them um but it was a matter of just sorting it out he he did a nice job it's all part of the maturation process making sure that 
with the with the offense, making sure that the um, offensive line's on the same page, the receivers are on the same page, and quarterbacks on the same page with all of them, the ability of the running back. So um, I think they all adjusted adjusted well. It's not it's not really one guy, although it falls <clears throat> it falls in his lap because he's a quarterback, but um, it's a little bit everybody. Next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Coach, I'm just curious what your thoughts are as far as how well Joe Burrow handles pressure. He's been under a lot of it. He was sacked nine times in the last game and, and you know, still managed to keep from turning the ball over. How rare is that and how impressive is he in that category? Yeah, well, listen, I think these these young quarterbacks are great for this league. He's one of them. So <clears throat> um, he's a heck of a football player. And, um, I, you know, he, he does a nice job uh, with those guys and, uh, and Zach does a nice job with them, along with their coordinator and and coaches. So he, but he he's a coach's kid that knows the game and and uh, kind of gets it. Let's go next to James Palmer. Go ahead, James. Hey, Andy. Hope you're doing well. I I'm wondering about your two rookie offensive linemen and the two parts I have for you are how, how are you managing them this late in the season with Trey and Creed and, and you know kind of. This is the longest they've ever played. And then the other part is, when did you – what part of the season did you realize they'd be playing at this level and you could rely on them the way you have? Yeah, well, you saw the, you saw the potential during, during training camp. <clears throat> and then just getting them through the year would be the next challenge. But you could see that they, um, they were good players. It, uh, that you knew there were going to be experiences that they went through that they had never been through before, but – they sure have handled it nice. Um, Andy Heck, I, I think they're lucky to have Andy, uh, who's been through it himself as a player <clears throat> and as a coach. And so uh, he, he helped guide them. And when they needed a blow, they got a blow and not, not many. So um, during practice, uh, but he, he does a rotation with all the guys. And I think that helps the guys throughout the year. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy, you mentioned after the, the game, on, or you mentioned Monday that pretty quickly after the game, you had already moved on and started looking at Cincinnati. At what point do you feel, I mean, when the players came in, did you feel like they were already there? Is that part of the conversation you have this week after an emotional win? Yeah, well, they, you know, they <clears throat> all were saying it after the game. They were, they were excited about that game. Uh, but they said, you know, we've still got another game here that we've, that we got to get ready for. So enjoy the moment, but uh it's time you know we got to move on so it wasn't <clears throat> just me saying it. it was pat and the the badge everybody you know they were all all speaking that when they came in here so they 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 knew that you know this thing moves fast and uh you're on to the next one pretty quick the last two go Vahe and then matt goodbye Hey, Andy. Um, I know uh, chemistry is an intangible thing, of course, but I wonder if, if you have any way to describe the sort of connectivity that you see among Patrick, Travis, and Tyreek in particular, because it, it seems pretty distinct from things most of us have ever seen before. Yeah, it's special. I mean, they, they all, all three of them trust each other, and that, that's important. <clears throat> they kind of have that innate ability to know where the guy's going to be against whatever leverage the defender has on them. Um, so they, I, I appreciate that. And it's a fluid game. So you're going to have to make adjustments. You're going to have to do it with routes uh, where you have to, it's not going to be perfect. Like you might see with a card that you've drawn up and uh, I mean, the other team's playing too. And so 
<clears throat> you have to maneuver around and it sure helps to have that chemistry uh, when teams are showing you a bunch of different looks. We'll go last to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach, you've had a little while now to work with Ryan Poles, uh, with him going to Chicago. What are the, the Chiefs losing in Ryan, and, and what do you see that the Bears are gaining in him as a GM? Yeah, so I, I think the Bears are uh, in a nice position with him. Um, he's, he's smart. He, he knows football. Um, he knows players. So um, he works hard, and he's organized. So <clears throat> that's what they're getting, and that, that's pretty – Pretty good uh, intangible things to be putting in your in your department there. So um, he's good with people also, and uh, I think he'll do a nice job. I'm happy for him, and, and uh, we've got great guys here. So we'll, we'll, you know, Veach does a great job of hiring people here, and so other guys will have an opportunity to step up and and do their thing. So I, I'm, you know, but I, I think the Bears are gaining a, a tremendous person and. Great guy for that position. Hey, Patrick, uh, looking at the Bills game and just how intense it was and how stressful there's been some information that was put out about your heart rate during that game. What about, you know, these situations? How do you stay so calm and, and collected during stressful games like that? I think it's a little bit of a couple things. Um, first off, I've been in some of these situations before now. Um, I've, I've played in some big games and had to, had to make some comebacks and I know I have the teammates to do it. So, I mean, I, I know that it, what it, what it takes to go out there and find a way to win. Um, and then I think um, just preparation. I mean, we prepare for those moments um, throughout the, the whole entire season with uh, coach Eric Bienemy and he puts us in situations where we have to execute at a high level and uh, not favorable situations. And so uh, I think preparation and then experience definitely helps me in those moments. Let's go next to Herbie Chiopi. Go to Herbie. Hey Patrick, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? Hey, I'm well, thanks. McCole Hardman, Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson this past year and even into the playoffs, what kind of luxury is it for you to have those kinds of weapons and you can rely on them outside of just throwing it to Tyreek Hill? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, not only having them and all their different uh, skill sets that they have um, where they can make big plays happen and everything like that, but just the relationships that I've built with those guys over the years. Uh, I mean, guys like uh, Byron Pringle, I mean, I've, I've thrown to him for three or four years now. Demarcus Robinson, same thing. Um, and then uh, McCall, I've been with him since he's entered the NFL. So just knowing where they're going to be at, knowing how they play um, and developing those relationships and that chemistry with them, I think helps out a ton when you're out there on the football field. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Hey, Brad, you – yeah. Sorry, Brad. You didn't have you unmuted. I apologize. Uh Patrick, uh, the comment was made by Joe Burrow about Arrowhead not being as loud as SEC stadiums. Uh, you've been around some loud stadiums in college, been around most of the NFL ones. How does Arrowhead's noise compare, and is is he in for a rude awakening? Yeah, I mean, I've been in some uh, pretty loud stadiums. Uh, I've played in a couple SEC stadiums. Um, I mean, I'm, Arrowhead's pretty loud. Uh, I don't think you can get around that, and uh, I'm sure it'll be pretty loud this weekend. Uh, they're a great football team. They're, they're coming in. Uh, trying to trying to win a, a big football game, uh, but I'm glad we're at Arrowhead and we have a chance to use our crowd to our advantage on, on trying to find a way to get a win. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Patrick, uh, you and Kelsey talked after the game about improvising on that play right before the uh, Butker's tying field goal there late in the fourth quarter. I'm um, just curious, um, you, how often do you do that? And, and do you do it with any, have you improvised with anyone else besides Kelsey? And Brad, I'll have a quick follow-up as well. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of that during the game. It's not necessarily on the field every single time. There's a lot of times we get back on that tablet. We talk about different routes that we have. Uh, the great thing about this offense is a lot of the stuff looks the same. It comes from different formations that that we can kind of read off what the defense is doing. And uh, everybody, everybody has their input. And I think that's what makes us such a such a great uh, a great team and a great offense is that we have a uh, we have uh, communication throughout the entire game. Um, and then we go out there and execute at a high level because uh, Coach Reed gives us that freedom. Okay, and I, I meant to ask you this after the game, but a lot going on after that game. I wanted to ask you about that, your first touchdown pass in the game against Buffalo uh, to Pringle. How, do, how did you see him? Can you kind of take us through that play? It looked like you kind of had your back turned. I don't, I don't know how you really saw him. Can you take us through that play? Yeah, it was actually uh, off the play we ran in Carolina a couple of years back where, we, uh, where I kind of I motioned and caught the ball and then kind of spun back around and make the throw to D-Rob. Um, and so we definitely the, the read was kind of Tyreek to, to Pringle, and they kind of gave us a zero look, so I knew I wasn't going to have a lot of time. So I just tried to race back and give my guy a chance to make a play, and uh, Pringle went up there and made a tough catch between two, two defenders. Thanks, Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Patrick, I mean, as you know, you guys went from three and four to, to host in the AFC title game. I know you were seeing certain defensive looks that were some uh, struggles for you early on. Andy pointed toward it, this being a team thing that you had had to figure out. What did you see from some of your teammates as you guys were going through these struggles that kind of led you uh, through here? Yeah, I think I just I saw the persistence and uh, the the championship swagger, I guess you would say, of the team that we have. Uh, Guys didn't didn't hang their head. They they just wanted to get better uh, every single day. They came out to practice, and we learned how to execute versus these looks that we were getting. Um, and uh, I think that uh, that process of every day of getting better and better has put us in this situation now. And uh, we don't want to come up short. We want to keep this this process going, take every day, um, and, and get better, and uh, try to leave our best football out there on the football field. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Brad. I'll have a couple things. Um, Patrick, uh, at what point did you turn your attention to uh, to Cincinnati, and in what manner did you turn your attention to this game? I mean, I did when I came in on Monday uh, Monday morning. Um, you kind of you you celebrate with, in, with your family and everything for that that big win that we had. It was an awesome game that we'll remember forever. Um, but uh, I mean, this we're not done. I mean, we're trying to we're trying to go out there and, and win the AFC championship, and then try to get to the Super Bowl. Um, and uh, we understand that this is a great football team we're going up against. They've already beat us once this year. Um, if we don't give everything we have in preparation during the week, uh, then we're not going to win at the, end of the, at the end of the week. So uh, I kind of turned the page quickly, and uh, I'm ready to go. Uh, just try to get, keep getting better every single day. And then you mentioned Eric Bieniemy's meetings, those meetings you guys have on Friday that discusses late-game situations. Can you sort of reveal what takes place in those meetings, I guess, without giving away exactly your game plan? Yeah, you go, you go through every type of situation. I mean, you go through uh, the situation we were in, trying to need a field goal and get it and where we have timeouts and we can use the middle of the field. We also go through situations where we don't have timeouts and we need to get out of bounds or, or find a chunk play and get up and spike the ball. I um, mean, so you have to be able to go through every single situation that you can be put in. Put in and uh, they do a great job of doing that. We have plays called for every situation um, and everybody understands it. And that's why I think you saw the communication between the whole entire offense knowing exactly what we needed and uh, to get in Bucker's field goal range and, and tie the game up. We'll take three more starting with Bahe. Goodbye. Hey, Patrick. Brad, I'll have a follow-up also. Patrick, you, you've spoken about this before, but and, and nothing against, obviously, all the other guys who've emerged, but I wonder if you can account in some way for the mind meld you seem to have with Travis and Tyreek in particular, what, what it takes to have that, that feeling with them. Yeah, I mean, it just takes a lot of reps, um, just going out there and, and seeing a lot of different coverages. Uh, the good thing about 
uh, being in this offense with these guys that we have is we've seen pretty much every single coverage you could possibly see. Um, and so if guys have seen those, they recognize those on the field and they know how to get themselves open um, within, within the system of the offense. And I think that's what you see. I mean, even on the play to Travis, he knew what the other guys had on the play. So he knew he could do that. He could go down the seam and get the catch. Um, and you have to be able to not only know what you have, but everybody else in the entire offense has. Um, and that, that, that just comes with guys that learn the offense and, and learn it the right way. And, and the other question, it's, it's a, maybe it's ancient history to you, but I'm curious if you can remember how much, um, how much Brett Veach was uh, on your trail before you guys got drafted and just the degree of interest that he was showing, whether you knew it then or heard about it now, because it sounds like it was uh, pretty intense. Yeah, no, it, he for sure was. I mean, uh, that's the type of guy that uh, Veach is. I mean, he's someone who uh, he, he wants to go out there and get the best players possible he can get in this building. Uh, he trusts he trusts the players in this building to go out there and and play to the best their best performance every single day. Um, and he wants to win just as much as anybody. And uh, I think that's how he how he goes about scouting and finding players. And he's done a great job of getting a lot of great players here. Last two quick ones. We'll go James and then Jeremy. Go ahead, James. Patrick, at this point in your career, and you talked a lot, Sunday night just going, I can't wait to get back in the film room. What do you do by yourself and how much of the film study you do alone has paid off on Sundays? Can you kind of take us through the week of what you do away from the facility and how much film you watch? Yeah, I mean, I got a, I got a good uh, mentor in Alex on, on how to get into the film room and, and learn how to study defenses. And so um, I've kind of used that and kind of turned it into my own different direction of, of how I can study and get and get the film film done. And uh, we we have a great quarterback room where, where Chad Henney and uh, Shane Buchel, I mean, they're in there with me every single time I'm in that film room and they throw out what they see. I throw out what I see and we get a good game plan before the actual game plans in uh, of what we want to do that week. And uh, Coach Reed does a great job of of helping me have my letting me have my input on the offense as well and my ideas um and then they they go out there and they they come up with a great game plan and uh I think when you have that communication you know uh during the game what plays are getting called why they're getting called and uh you go out there and have success we'll ask to Jeremy Fowler go ahead, Jeremy hey Patrick you and Joe Burrow I believe were like three-star recruits were maybe uh you know not ranked as highly as some others coming into college how, how does that shape a young quarterback's career when you're maybe overlooked a little bit I think it just makes you hungry. I mean, whenever you think that you should be getting those offers and getting to go to the schools of your the schools that you wanted to go to when you were young, um, and you're not getting offers, um, I think it makes you hungry. And luckily enough for me, I, I when Coach Kingsbury offered me at Texas Tech, I knew that's the place that I wanted to go, uh, just because of the community community that they had out there, and then and Coach Kingsbury and the way he coached football. Um, and so, um, whenever you get that that chance, you want to make the most of it. You want to make sure you prove those guys uh, right that that believe in you. And I think. Uh, that's what you see with uh, some of these quarterbacks, some of these players that are in these big games. There's a lot of not very highly recruited guys that, uh, that had that hunger and that drive to go out there and, and improve the people that believed in them right. Hey, Clyde. Um, I know you didn't play in the first matchup with the Bengals. I'm just wondering what you noticed from that game that maybe you can use to your success. Obviously, I know you're close with Daryl. And, and just how much of your experience last year of sort of battling through an injury uh, can help you in a, in, a, in a game of this magnitude? Well, you know, just – it's man, every every game is different, and and watching the film is uh is, is literally my job. So even uh even the times you know that I didn't I didn't travel for the Bengals game, but I watched everything on TV and and just seeing a TV copy and then being able to go watch the film uh as far as how we watch it, uh you 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 can see different things and, and see how you want to attack certain things. But as far as 
uh, having the same game plan going into the going into the uh, the the next game. Uh, obviously, it won't be the same. So um, I really couldn't tell you. I mean, I can tell you what I what I saw from the game, but I mean, we can go on all day about that. But you know, different game plan and some of the things that I saw, I'm gonna I'm try to attack it and, and go from there. Let's go next to Herbie Tiope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Clyde. How are you? Doing good. You obviously suffered that injury in week 16. How frustrating was that period of, of missing the final two regular season games, the, the win against the Steelers? And where are you now with your health? Well, uh, man, I would say, I would say, and for, for, for you, I would say it might have been, well, some people I would say it was, it was frustrating, but I would say it's just one of those things that's, that comes with the game. It was uh, obviously a, a I wouldn't say a, a freak accident, but one that I really wasn't expecting to happen uh, at the time and, and how it did happen. It was just one of those one of those injuries that uh, really didn't know what was what was going on at the time. But once we was able to kind of diagnose what was going on, um, you know, like you said, it was the last two games of the season. So we handled it how we needed to handle it and handle it and able to, you know, get me back in for, for you know, this this second round of playoffs. Thanks to Steve Walls. Good, Steve. Hey, Clyde, what's happening, brother? What up? Not much, man. Hey, you you had, look like you had an extra bounce to your step, so to speak, on, on Sunday. How how fresh do you feel now uh, as you're you're going into the FC Championship? Um, you know, I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't I, I would say nobody's 100, percent but I would say uh, just having that just having that fire, really not playing. Um, you know, everybody would say fresh, and I remember when I came back from the knee injury, that was that was the first thing everybody was saying. But uh, I mean, I, I come in day in, day out, and still still do the cardio, still still doing all the work that I needed to uh, needed to do uh, those weeks in order to be on the field and look, um, I would say, fresh that, that, that everybody would say, but uh, just sitting down on my back and, and, and chilling didn't, uh, didn't ex- expose that, being able to do those things in between the lines when I, when I needed to, uh, and the things that's, that's not seen on TV kind of made me, made me look the way I look. So it was a lot of hard work that, that, that went into uh, – I, I would say looking looking as, as good as I did. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Clyde. I know that Coach Reed uses a lot of backs here, but clearly it was, it was your job to start the year. As you're sidelined again, you know, another tough break, and you're watching Jarek doing what he's doing, how do you kind of marry, okay, of course I'm going to support my my teammate. You're a good teammate. But also this this is kind of ultra motivating for me when I do get back on the field. Nah, man, it's a it's a it's a it's a running back room and a running back group. It's uh that's that's what we do, and, and we knew from the beginning from training camp. It was just one of those things. Coach Coach Reed and I, EB and I, we we've we've as an offense had multiple conversations, and even having uh having conversations uh with running backs with the running backs in the room from Jet to DG to to Daryl. It was just one of those things we 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 knew um from the times that I wasn't playing or Jet wasn't playing. Jet was on IR, then it was DG and and, and Dirty's time. So it's not one of those things you 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 look and get envious. Uh man, right now our end the goal is to win a championship, bro, and that's it. Last two, we'll go Harold and then Seren. Go ahead, Harold. Clyde, this team has shown an ability when they play the t- opponent the first time, they come back and win and, and improve offensively as well, both in the throwing and sometimes in the running game. What do you feel that it is about this team that when you play a team for the second time, you guys learn your lessons and come back and come out on top? It's uh, I would say it's, it's one of those things you learn from, but, man, it's, it's really just kind of human nature, having that, having that taste and having that bad taste in your mouth. Uh, after, after a loss, um, knowing, yeah, I want to say, that we felt like we gave it away, but just having an opportunity to win a game and 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 kind of not not finishing and not leaving the way we wanted to leave, 
it obviously leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So the things that you want to do, the, the, the pinpoint things that you need to do and, and get it down, you tend to do those things throughout the weekend. And, and hopefully those corrections come on Sunday and come out with a dub. We'll go last to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, and I'll have a quick follow-up, Brad, if I could. Uh, 13 seconds, right? What, what, what's that mean for you? How, how often has that been said around uh, the complex? Because around this town, it's been said, I don't know, a couple of trillion times. What's, how often has 13 been said around the building? Uh, I wouldn't, I would say, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't hear that much. It's one of those things that we always prepare for. It's just, I mean, everybody, like I was on the phone with my dad after the game and it's, it's, it's just one of those things. Everybody was like, oh man, it's 13 seconds. And, and probably thinking the game over turning the TV off and doing those things, but we work and execute those things. And, and I'm looking at 13 seconds, like, man, <laughs> they gave us this much time to go down the field. So let's, let's just go do it. And Man, we we walking out there just as just as cool, calm, as collected as we as we possibly can be. Um, now I, I done been in these guys has been in uh multiple situations. Uh, you know, from from young to to now, and now it's just uh, that's just one of those things. Go out there and win the game. It's either win or go home, and we know what we needed to do. Uh, in the second half of the season, Patrick's gotten. Uh, it seems like the running backs a lot more involved in the passing game. Uh, you know, when you got a quarterback that can rifle it 40 yards down the field the way he does, right, you want to take those big chunks. But do, did you guys have to go lobby uh, for getting a few more balls thrown your way at some point during the uh, midseason? Man, when you're playing almost 20 games, uh, people start to make different adjustments. And, and, and being able to have someone special like Pat, uh, you, don't need to, you don't need to let them know or give them, give them little ear checks. Uh, we watch film. He watches film. We watch film as a, as a team and a, and a group. And, and just as having those guys as far as on the offense, man, we know what we need to do. And he made the adjustment. And, and now the running backs are being more, more in, the, in the game. So this is what it is. You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Now we'll wrap things up with Byron Pringle, Orlando Brown, and Nick Bolton. Hey, Byron, hope you're doing well. Your teams have shown the Chiefs all year, and really for the last couple of years, have shown the ability when they lose a game the first time, they come back and, and have that like revenge mentality and played much better offensively, too. What is it about the film study and the preparation going into a game where you know that you lost the team the first time that makes you just so much more motivated to win this time? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, it's not no pressure. You know, uh, just go out and execute the. Uh, the things that the coach give us and don't don't leave it out there uh, when you walk away from the game. Like, I wish I could have did this. I wish I could have done that. Do it during the week. So on game that you go out and, and execute at a high level. Go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Byron. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Hey, I'm well, thanks. Hey, Brad, I'll have two questions. Byron, the first question, you seem to have, you seem to be in the zone when you, when you get near the end zone. What's behind all these touchdown catches over the past month? Oh man, just go out there and beat my man whenever we line up. Whenever uh, Pat Pat give me an audible, uh, uh, look, whenever he look at me, you know, just be able to make that catch and uh, cause you know you don't get him back, you know. So I try not, I try not to be like look on the game and be like I was trying to have that back. Uh, just come down with it and, and watch it into the tuck. So that's be my main thing and go out have fun, you know. No pressure, just do me. And speaking of no pressure, go, going back to the offseason and to where you are now, did you do anything special to prepare for a larger role in this offense, especially knowing that Sammy was not going to be around? Uh, the only thing I did was just cut my weight down and uh, just try to get faster. That was my, my main goal from the past offseason uh, and maintain a good, a good weight throughout the season. I've been doing that well. So 
I think that was my biggest thing that I wanted to do was maintain my weight and be able to keep speed. We'll take the three hands we got up, uh, starting with Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Byron, can you take us through the touchdown um, that you caught from Pat in the Buffalo game? Can you kind of take us through that play, what happened from your perspective? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I know I had to take my time getting over there, and uh, I just tried to load my man to sleep and, and beat him with speed to the back pylon, and uh, that's what I did. And once I seen Patrick Mahomes uh, release it in the air, I just went and attacked it out of the air instead of letting it fall down and the defender make a play on it. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Byron, I see you're wearing uh, the special team shirt. Uh, in the first matchup, you, you were very close to, to getting a, a return for a touchdown on the kickoff. Just um, how much are you hoping that you and the rest of the special team unit can have perhaps a, a similar impact on the game and, and obviously it count this time? Uh, you know, you know, every week we, we go in, uh, going in to score a touchdown on kick return. So uh, that's the everyday thing, and uh, nothing has no, nothing going to change. You know, and uh, we're just going to go out there and give it, give it, give it our all on special teams, defense, and offense. You know, so we're ready. And we'll go last to Pete Sweeney. Go, ahead, Pete. Aaron, one of the special things about Pat is his ability to extend plays into like second and third play, especially in the red zone. How, how aware do you have to be? Okay. The play's not over. And how much you actually enjoy those type of moments where, okay, the route's over, but I can go anywhere and get open here. Oh yeah. It's a, a scramble drill that I've been doing since high school. So wherever he go at, I just try to go get in his view and uh, hopefully he find me and he's been connecting with me uh, pretty much this season. So. I just keep working, you know, just find the open zone and uh, just be prepared to catch the ball because you, you know he'll hit you with a no look sometimes. So just be prepared. Hey, Orlando, how are you? I'm doing good. Good. Hey, I got two things to ask you. First of all, I know you said earlier this season that you had some time of adjustment um, playing on the Chiefs offensive line. Can you just talk about, um, you know, what it was that kept you positive through that? I mean, obviously they acquired you, so they knew that you had skills that they wanted. What, what was it that kept you going as you were learning? Uh, gosh, you know, I'm not, I'm not someone that's just a quitter, you know what I mean? And that's just not the way I was raised and, you know, from my parents and uh, the way that I approach the game. Uh, you know, I always feel as though there's an answer of some sort. And, um, you know, Coach Heck uh, had a ton of patience with me, Coach Reed, uh, Coach E.B., um, really helping me uh, grasp and really understand uh, the system and uh, the scheme. Um, and as time has gone, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot more comfortable. I don't feel like I've figured it all out yet, but I've gotten a lot more comfortable uh, playing within the scheme. Let's go first to Sam McDowell. Good, Sam. Second, Brad. Um, hey, Orlando, um, can you take us through the huddle with 13 seconds left? I mean, uh, Clyde edwards Hilaire talked about how you guys were cool, calm, and collected. I mean, what's said in that moment and, and just what is sort of the mentality in, the, in those moments? Yeah, uh, you know, we have a ton of confidence in what we can do, man, and execute. Uh, you know, with us only needing three points at the time, uh, we felt like we can do what it took to put ourselves in a field goal position. And, um, you know, obviously he comes out there, tells Tyreek whatever he tells Tyreek. 
you know, he catches the ball to get for, you know, however many yards gain and then timeout. Then the next next play we get on the line of scrimmage, all I hear is do it, Kels, do it, Kels. I thought I was getting chip help. I didn't know what was going on. And then, you know, he passes the ball to, to Trav and Trav makes the play. Harrison kicks the field goal. So uh, it's just a ton of confidence, though, man. 15 is great. And, you know, he, he's very, very uh, poised within the moment. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of trust in him. Uh, I just want to do my job to make sure we could execute as an offense. Kenny, I think I cut you off there. If you want to fire away your second one, go ahead. No, that's okay. Hey, I just wanted to ask you, Orlando, you you and Creed, obviously, uh, being uh, former Sooners on the line together, um, what what's the what's the point of pride for you guys? Just to, I know Creed having the season he's having, obviously, you stepping into that left tackle spot. What What's the talk amongst the two of you just about those roots that you have? Yeah, it's nothing short of a blessing uh, to be able to, you know, obviously play in this league and to be able to play for a franchise like this. Uh, you know, we, we've uh, definitely haven't taken it for granted. Um, I've enjoyed playing with Creed. I, I At OU, I played with him, but, you know, he wasn't the starting center. You know, it was a different, different player, but he was on the team and everything. And, you know, so I, I got to know him a bunch. And he was always at the house because he and my roommates were best friends. But, uh, man, Creed's, Creed's been great, though. You know, like you said, as a, as a young player in this league, especially playing offensive line, especially center, it's really hard to come in and be consistent and uh, dominate your position, and he's done that. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go, Pete. Hey, Orlando, so much of your story, and we've talked about it before, but it's, it's just playing left tackle, and that's part of the reason that, that you're here. With the Ravens, you were the, the divisional round twice. This will be your, your first AFC title game at home. I know it's football once the game starts, but what do you anticipate uh, the emotions will be like for you as you get ready to play this game? Uh, definitely crazy, man. Uh, you know, it's a very important game, as you said, man. It's the AFC championship. And, um, you know, it's just super special to be in this position. Uh, you know, I definitely, you know, I, I'm not taking it for granted at, at all. And, uh, you know, man, my emotions going to be all over the place. But uh, I'm super excited to really get out there. Last two, we'll go Nate Taylor and then Seren. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Orlando, I got a couple for you. Just how difficult was it to, to go through the injury uh, before the Cincinnati game? And obviously, um, in watching that game, and similar to what Harold asked some guys earlier, just what about watching that game will help you and the rest of the offensive line prepare better or, or be better for that challenge? And how much of it helps you guys in this sort of rematch setting, just playing teams a second time for this specific rematch? Yeah, uh, you know, I think it's definitely harder playing the defensive line the second time. Uh, you know, the advantage that we do have is we are at home and uh, being able to execute cadence uh, definitely is going to make a big difference. Uh, you know, not having to deal with crowd noise. Uh, you know, I think that uh, Coach Heck does a really good job preparing us throughout the week, uh, especially with these teams that we've played before, um, whether that be fundamentally or X's and O's. Um, and as far as the injury, man, it was uh, it was tough to deal with at the time, you know, but uh, I'm, I'll move past that. And last is Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Orlando, watching uh, Patrick, you know, kind of scramble out of there a couple of times, there seems to be a much better chemistry uh, amongst you guys, like, the, you know, the learning curve of him figuring out how it is you handle guys, you maybe figuring out how he handles guys uh, or how he handles, you know, how he likes to escape. Is that something you guys discuss uh, and, and work on, or is it just something that you got to have those repetitions and get a feel for each other? Yeah, just really the repetitions and getting a feel for each other. And then, you know, from there it's discussion, but 
Uh, Pat's been doing an amazing job in the pocket, man. Uh, you know, moving around, making guys miss when he needs to, stepping up, stepping out and around, making plays, getting the ball out of his hands when he needs to. He's been doing a great job. And, uh, you know, when he's playing really well and moving really well in the pocket, uh, and, you know, I'm doing a good job keeping width on the pocket and they're doing a good job keeping the depth inside. Uh, man, anything is possible. Um, 15 is a great quarterback. He does a really good job adjusting, man. And, you know, he's only made me better. Hey, Nick. Um... What what kind of hey you guys have played against a lot of good offensive opponents this year, but what kind of challenge has Cincinnati been for you in that game earlier in this year with all they've got going on at quarterback and at receiver and, and the running back as well? What kind of challenge has that team been? And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Uh, yeah, so start off, uh, yeah, it's one of the big challenges we had uh, playing uh, this team, uh, this opponent. Uh, quarterbacks are playing outstanding, uh, great underneath pressure, escaping out the pocket. Uh, three one wide receivers. Uh, all of them do something a little bit special for the team. Um, they're all great uh, pass catchers around to the catch and also the running back, all pro uh, running back. And so he's great at, at making guys miss in the hole, one, uh, jump cuts, cutbacks, um, and, and bouncing the ball. So he does it all, catches the ball to the backfield for him as well. So, uh, like I said, that's five people on, on their offense for sure uh, that come out there execute at a very high level. Uh, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, and then the three wide receivers, of course. Um, it's a challenge for us, but we're up for it. We're ready. Okay, and when you – when you look back at the video of the first game against Cincinnati, did you see more things you guys needed to correct as a team maybe than most games or a lot of games you played, at least since earlier in the year? Um, it's kind of good. Uh, either way, um, if you, when you think about it, uh, we kind of went out there. We didn't execute the way we wanted to. We didn't tackle very well. Uh, when I go back and look at the film from last game, so uh, that's kind of something that we can clean up uh, uh, we can clean up as a whole on our side, uh, tackling better um, and, and making plays out there in space. Uh, but again, those guys came out execute at a high level uh, last week. Uh, we didn't play our best football. And so uh, it's up to us to prepare the right way. I'll go out there and execute at a high level this weekend. Thanks to Herbie Tiope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Nick, sort of as a follow-up to what Adam was just asking you, you were mentioning the execution uh, that was missing from that week 17 game. What is the underlying mess? from the coaches to y'all as you prepare for this game against the Bengals? Yeah, SQ is one eleven. Um, that's kind of the mindset we got um, for this week, doing our job uh, to the best of our abilities, going out there, having fun, communicating, flying around, um, playing Chiefs football. And so uh, that's kind of how what our mindset is uh, right now. Uh, we're trying to do our one eleven. Uh, trying to uh, focus in on what we can do uh, and scheme-wise uh, to, to make things a little bit as difficult as we can for uh, for the people that got over there. And um, other than that, just go out there executing, tackling, and having fun. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Nick, you just talked about the team, and I, I know all you guys are, are so team-forward and forward-facing, but uh, coming in as a rookie and being able to lead the team in tackles, I just was curious, was that a, a goal of yours? Um, and, and even if it wasn't, what, what has that meant to you just to, to accomplish that in, in your first year? Uh, yeah, so I came in here. Um, I kind of just wanted to, to play my role, uh, do, what else, do whatever I can to help the team win. Uh, we had a good nucleus of uh, linebackers we had here, so uh, I was coming in trying to learn, uh, trying to bring my best foot on the table, coming forward every single day, and I'm uh, trying to improve on, my, on myself and on, along with the team on the defense, trying to uh, bring us to the next level. And so um, I never once came in here thinking, okay, I'm going to lead the team in tackles, uh, but it kind of just happened. Um, but it's, again, it's a testament, like I've always said, to those older guys, um, everybody that's been here uh, from the D-line, uh, back in, uh, linebacker room especially, uh, pushed me every single day to be the best person I can be. And it's helped, helped the team out, and um, that's all that matters uh, at this point in the season. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Nick, I, I know you were so close to, to maybe getting an interception in last week's game. And uh, this is a couple games now where Sunday you guys didn't get a turnover. Uh, there were no turnovers in the first matchup. Just how much of that is a focus this week about maybe um, getting one of those game-changing plays and just 
what's it like when you're so close uh, to maybe obviously uh, achieving that? Oh, uh, yeah. So, of course, uh, we had to pride ourselves on getting some turnovers. And so uh, whenever we were playing great ball, we were forcing turnovers, uh, sacks, uh, TFLs, all that type of stuff. So all those help us win. Uh, of course, getting a turnover one or two a game uh, boosts our chance of winning. So uh, we got to get on the right foot with that uh, in terms of that. Um, but other than that, I was trying to go out there, uh, execute, have fun, uh, fly around. And so uh, turnovers come in, in bunches and they come whenever you do your job. And so that's kind of what our mindset is. Let's connect to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Brad, I'll have a quick follow-up if I could. Uh, Nick, early in the year, it seemed like in that first Charger game when they went for it on fourth down a couple of times, that maybe it kind of threw the defense for a loop. You guys weren't ready for it. Uh, now it seems like, you know, that that's that's part of the game plan. How much more time do you guys spend focusing on being ready for, you know, a team to to go ahead and go for it on fourth down? Yeah, Coach Reed and Coach Bad, we're always practicing situational football, and so we're always on top of that uh, part of it. And early in the year, we weren't able to get stops. Um, on, on some fourth and shorts, and um, but we've been more prepared, more ready for it. Um, tweak some things uh, as the season progressed along, and try to get put us in the best position possible. So um, we go out there, just executed. Um, last week we had uh, with two third down stops for our D line. I uh, did a hell of a job uh, getting better penetration, knocking pullers off, and so uh, that kind of helped us uh, uh, in the third down long, uh, third and long stops, uh, forcing them to fourth long, and, uh, fourth fourth down and kicking field goal or uh, kicking punt. So. Um, D-line played a hell of a job getting vertical penetration. It's just uh, everybody on defense doing the job, uh, getting them in the, uh, the third downs and executing on third down. And then when they do go for it for fourth down and they get it, how, how deflating is that? I mean, how is it hard? You guys have to refocus. Is, is there a moment where you, I don't know, kick the can around, feeling sorry for yourself for a second, you have to pick yourself back up? Or what, what's the mindset of the team at that moment? Uh, they get it on fourth down, and the mindset is always keeping out the end zone. So uh, it's a reset. Uh, it's first down. I got an opportunity to go out there uh, and keep them having points. And so it's just a mindset we have uh, on our side of the ball um, next play. Um, so we're going to keep going um, and keep trying to keep points off the board. Over last to Matt Derrick. Good, Matt. Hey, Nick, you mentioned TFLs. You had another one the other day. And nothing seems to get you more fired up on the field than when you get somebody behind the line of scrimmage. Um, what's the key to that? How come, you know, you're so good at that? What makes you good at that? And, and how fired up do you get after picking up a, a TFL? Uh, yeah, Coach Bash draws up a tremendous scheme. Uh, again, our D-line doing a hell of a job. Um, getting vertical penetration, as I mentioned before. Um, corners, uh, nickels, setting the edge. Uh, kind of allows me to be more downhill. And so just a testament to all the 10 guys around me uh, going out there doing their jobs to the best of their abilities. Uh, leads me uh, lanes to go uh, be downhill and be violent. Uh, kind of what I love to do. And so uh, it's great to other 10 guys on the field doing their job and allowing me to do my job. And so uh, that's, that's pretty much all it is, is being downhill and everybody else doing their job helping me uh, get downhill and make plays.